Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. Oh yeah, there it is. I've hit the button and the energy is electric over here. It's so crazy. Who's my guest today? Well, this is going to be such a fun, but really important conversation for everyone to hear today because it's all about communication. I have an expert communicator, a leader of communicators, a teacher, a trainer, a coach, a consultant, and it's all about getting your point across. And really, isn't that at the heart of marketing and even your own career? And those are the people that you love and the people around you. It's all about getting your point across. And when there's confusion, that's where a conflict happens. So my guest today is a communication coach sultan at Uplevel Consulting. Kiri Knudsen, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to you too, Casey. And thanks for getting my name right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to practice a little bit, you know, Give me a little happened. challenge. Kiri, what a cool It means a lot. It means a lot to get someone's name right. Yeah. And now it does. It, it sure does. And, but it's spelled like Carrie. So it, it's like a trap, but yeah. I'm glad you, you let me know that there is a different way to say it. It's a trick. It's a wink and a nod. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Hey, by the way. Um, awesome. So I'm excited you're here. We, we're going to talk about communicating. We're going to talk about uh, the audience and, and what's really important when we're sending our marketing campaigns out or we're doing our emails or advertisements or even just having conversations. So I want to go ahead and do this. This thing's heavy, but I know you work out. So oh, yeah. here it is. Ugh. Okay. Oh, Thor's hammer. You got that? Go ahead and grab I that. I am reaching through the screen. I'm grabbing hold of that. Hammer. All right. You got it. <laughs> Take Thor's hammer, smash for me, some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception, set the record straight once and for all. All right. Well, what I'd like to highlight today is because I work with a lot of coaches and consultants and solopreneurs or what I call oftentimes self-branded business owners. Um, and I find that everyone's so focused on building that audience. And what I like to say is that it's not really about a building a wide audience. It's about creating meaning and value for each individual that you work with. Creating meaning and value for each individual. Yes. So because, almost like on a one-to-one -one basis. So you're not really, it's not about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time I go into a marketing project, every time I go into work with a client, it always comes down to who's your ideal client? Who's your target market, right? These marketing words that get thrown around so much, but really it's that one person that you want to, to touch, to move, to create meaning for, to add value to their life. It's such a um, personal relationship, really. Um, you know, one thing I like to say about, about how, you know, that old adage is uh, uh, business is all about relationships. You've heard that, right? Um, we hear that a lot. And um, I say, okay, that's great. But where are relationships built? They're, they're built in conversations, right? Just like this yeah. one. This is how we build relationships and that's how we create impact, how we add value and, and uh, make some work mean something to someone. Right. And what about a conversation builds a relationship? Ooh, there's so many factors, but um, one that comes to mind that's very relevant these days is trust. Mm. You know, how do you, how do you get to the trust part of the relationship? Um, you, that takes work, you know, it takes time. It doesn't happen in a, a flip of a switch necessarily. And, um, you know, it just takes a lot of understanding and empathy to put yourself in other people's shoes to get to that trust. And I think that's one of the big mistakes that, you know, why people don't like networking, the so-called traditional networking is because they're going in, passing out a business card, expecting people to call them back, you know, expecting that to convert. And that's just not how it works. And we know better. We really do. If, if we think about it, we slow down and we get outside of our own needs for a second. We know that that's not how we make buying decisions. It, we know that it takes time. It does take time. I think the worst networker I ever saw was at this big networking event. And he kind of just, he came up to this group of people. We were all just chit-chatting, having a good time. He was like, here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. And then he was like, hi, bye. And he went to the next group. And it's like, 
now I don't remember who he is because I promptly lost his card. Like, I don't, I don't know who you are. That didn't exactly. count. I didn't yeah. actually meet you as a it person. Did, right. That's a good way of putting it. That did not count. <laughs> no, it didn't count. You know, and yeah, I mean, I have a story actually for you that I wrote a blog about because I was so um, taken aback by this experience in networking since we're talking about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I do a lot of networking as I'm sure you do. I find myself, especially in this virtual world, doing a lot of Zoom networking, international networking through Zoom, local networking through Zoom. And I happened to join um, a particular women's group and was doing this network meeting in a group setting. And, and of course, you know, it's all about the follow-up. Then you're reaching out to people individually afterwards and following up. And someone there that was local actually said, Hey, would you like to go to lunch? And I said, Oh, great. You're local. Me too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's go to lunch. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. Um, mistake number one, I'll tell you why later. <laughs> um, what restaurant <laughs> will remain nameless. That's what, but, um, that's what I'm judging though. Like, was it like, let's go to the Burger King or macaroni grill? Or was it like, let's do a little it was a nice yeah. restaurant. Capital and I'm Grill, point. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> to start that mouthwatering uh, feeling here, I'll tell you that it was the best fish tacos I've had in my life. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Scene, you know, oh. um, but so we met up for lunch and, um, you know, was a decent first meeting. Hi, how are you? Da, da, da. Lots of enthusiasm, like over the top enthusiasm coming from this other person. And you know, that's saying a lot because I consider myself pretty animated and enthusiastic. You are, um, but so her you felt energy, like this person was even more than you probably double. I mean, oh, it was damn. wow. like, I was like, Whoa, what's happening here? You know, a little taken back. And, um, so we sit down and start a conversation and I start telling her a story. I'm big on stories. If you can't yeah. tell. And, um, I start saying, gosh, you know, I met this person recently and I didn't even know them. And he started giving me all this unsolicited advice. You know, what's up with that? Why would people start to give unsolicited advice when I don't know them? I don't know if I like them and I certainly don't trust them. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. That's so annoying. By the way, here's what I think you should do with your business. <laughs> and I was proceeded to go through the rest of the lunch being in shock as she, you know, told me all the stuff that she, you know, did, you know, thought I should do and really had no basis for it. Uh, so that was, that was like, uh, one of the lessons I walked away with that is to say, okay, you know, I understand where she's coming from. We're all trying to build our business and we're told to do these things. You do the networking, you do the follow-up, you do the meetup with people, you know, you add value. So she was snowballing me after the lunch with emails and links and book recommendations that again, I did not ask for. Um, and so the trust was lost immediately. There was no trust there because I was just getting, you know, this avalanche of of information. Yeah, she and, wasn't listening um, either. Like you literally said, I didn't like this experience. And then she duplicated it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and it's like, well, we're trying to follow all the rules. So I really trying to, you know, understand where she's coming from. Not like I haven't made some of those mistakes in the past, right? I can look at myself. And, um, but the thing is, is that, okay, one thing I know I'm going to do now going forward is to set an intention for the meeting. There's like nothing that. wrong with saying, yeah, I would love to meet you for lunch. Um, what would your intention be for this for this meeting? And I think that that gives us pause to say, is it really just about meeting a person to build the relationship? Or am I going to try to sell you on what I got? Right, right. Myself included and hold myself accountable. What you really need to do here, Kiri, with your business <laughs> is... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. I had a, a financial guy who was a friend of a something... Like, hey, let's go out to lunch. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're paying, obviously. He ended up not paying, which was weird. And then Dutch. <laughs> right? Go Dutch. you're a financial guy. Like, what's going on? But he spent too much time talking about the finance. Like, I wanted to, before that, just be like, if I can trust you, let's not even talk about the other stuff. You know? Right. right. It's like, And then, yeah what's, yeah, what's so interesting is that at the end of that lunch meeting, after hearing all this, quote unquote, you know, unsolicited advice, she started to talk to me about her personal life and some of her passions and some of her um, dreams and goals and, and, you know, that she was an artist. And I thought, wow, if you would have led with that, yes. I would have been so curious. And I would have said, by the way, what do you do now again? Like, what do you, what's your role professionally? So, you know, first it's about knowing each other, right. Then it's about 
Do we like each other? Do we click? Do we have aligned values? And then it's about, you know what? Maybe I could trust this person with my business. Yeah. Yeah. That get to know the person, you right. know, and then get to know the rest of them and their exp- expertise and all that. But can you trust them as a person? This person just came out of the gate swinging. So neither of us were interested in what they had to say. Right. Yeah. That's too mm. bad. That's yeah. too bad. So, so how do we, how do we go from there to what it should be to building the actual trust with one person and then eventually hundreds? Yeah. You know um, the first thing that I thought when, you know, it was like, if it's not about building the large audience, like we're told, or we're, we're kind of conditioned to think, you know, especially with social media and the role that it plays these days, it's all about, you know, those vanity metrics and how right. many followers and everything. Um, so if it's not about that and you want to make it more personal and um, create that meaning, the first thing I think we all need to do, and this is so relevant to the context that we're living in these days. And that is to really get more in touch with our humanness, our human needs, you know, to really, um, you know, in coaching, the coaching world, there's something called the human needs wheel. And it's got, you know, beyond the level of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You know, we we know about the the food and shelter needs and all those things up to self-actualization where we all really want to go and spend time. But just to reference some of the things that are human needs for us and for our clients are things like, yes, rest and safety and work, but there's also things like autonomy and challenge and empathy and community and those are, you know, in purpose, you know, they call it transcendence, but um, there's a lot of deeper meanings that we all have to really have the optimal vitality or happiness in our life. So I think we have to really get more in touch with that. And, and actually was talking to a fellow trainer and a colleague recently this week, actually. And she was telling me a story about how she just did a training in the room for the first time in two years, almost because of COVID. And she brought together about 12 people from a company that hadn't seen each other in that long. Some of them, you know, had not um, you know, met each other, even in person, they had been hired and worked virtually this whole time. And now they were coming together in the room and she went around the room and asked them all, you know, what, what are you looking to get out of this? You know, as we start, you know, training, we start set intentions and we, we see where people's minds are at, at the beginning. And, um, most of them said some so high level superficial type of answers. And then the last person said, you know what, I'm really scared to be here today. Mm. I'm, I'm fearful of this. It took me so much to get on an airplane and come here and be in this room with you all. And that just, she said it was palpable. The whole room just <sighs> exhaled, you know, they just, whew. and then she felt the need, saw the need and everyone to re-answer that question and, and went around again and let people really be more vulnerable and share what they were really thinking and feeling. So yeah. She recognized the need for them to do that. And that just opened up so much more possibility. Wow. Just, just saying that and just acknowledging humanity was, you know, sometimes that works well. Thinking about marketing campaigns, just saying like, Hey, I'm a human. Sometimes the, the things we remember the most are the things that just show us that it's not a corporate entity on the other side. It's like, some person <laughs> writing an email, you know, where they, yeah. they put in like a funny joke, or I think in the contract for that Starlink internet that Elon Musk has, it says, you know, we're not liable if there's volcanoes or this or that, or dinosaurs, you know, <laughs> oh, really? like, dinosaurs are excluded from the warranty. And you just read that and you just have to smile because you're like, oh, okay, you know, wow. s- someone just was able to take it not so seriously. That's great. And I love that it's noticed too. And that's something that you remember from that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it does to your point, it applies, you know, some of these examples or, or, you know, stories I have relate to the training environment. Cause I do that. And with groups of people and some of them relate to the branding and promotion and marketing part of, you know, things. Um, so it's, they're equally relevant to those different situations. Yeah. hundred percent. So how, how do you then get from, you know, that strong relationship with one person or a room full of people to like thousands of people? 
or that room. And we're not, not focused on the vanity metric, but if the room is full of people, how do you connect with all of them the same way you connect with one? Can you? Yeah. Well, I thought, you know, as a, a child of the eighties, <laughs> I was scrolling my Facebook hey. feed, <laughs> Hey, um, scrolling my Facebook feed recently and ran across a video of, um, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. And, um, he was saying how in concerts, in arenas across the country, the world, really, when they did all their big concerts back then, his goal was to reach the person in the nosebleed seats. And so if you're familiar with the, you know, the concert scene of Motley Crue, you know, that Tommy Lee had a drum kit that would elevate and turn upside down and travel to the ends of the arena and all kinds of crazy stuff. And he was talking about, you know, breaking bones or being injured in that kind of situation. But I thought that part really stood out to me because we're really aiming for the person in the nosebleed seats. Again, that's an individual connection. You know, that's if he's, if his energy is so elevated to reach that person way out there, then all those people that are closer are really getting getting hit with it too getting that impact too yeah right because in person the front row man they're they're getting a full blast to be able to reach all the way out back because i've heard of people talking to the person in the front row but i could see that reducing your strength a little bit because you you can effectively hit that front row person no problem Mm -hmm. the back row that's the challenge and you know one great phrase to remember here is is uh, to speak effectively to many you must first speak to one. So speak to one to speak to many, because if I'm not speaking to you, like, like a big thing you see on video. And again, like I'm not perfect. I made this mistake. I'm sure before was you get on video on social media, for example, since that's so prevalent and you say, Hey, everybody just lost me right away. You know, who's everybody, you know, like who's everybody Don't say that. It's more about you. I mean, there's a reason why marketing campaigns say you. Um, what's that tagline? Uh, I think I was just looking. L'Oreal is it? Somebody, you're worth it. You. It's not everybody's worth it. It's you're mm. worth it. So. Yeah. No. It's yeah. It's yeah. You're worth it. But. Yeah. Or or what's the Burger King one? You're um, worth it. I like. You that. have it your way. Oh yeah, yeah. Your way. It's not everybody else's way. It's whatever yeah. yours is. Have yeah. it however you like, how everybody wants it. No, that's no tagline. It's have it your way. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what else? What else? Any other kind of power tips as we, we think about having yes. these presentations, whether we're presenting even to our team yeah. or to a larger audience? Yeah. So another tip is, um, and again, how to make it personal, uh, how to get that meaningful touch is, is flex your curiosity muscle. And I really think it's a muscle. I like to liken it to a muscle because we can slip in and out of using that muscle sometimes, but really kind of goes back to that sense of play, that sense of, um, awe, you know, that genuine curiosity and being really present for somebody else. And you can think in in terms of, you know, doing market research calls, how valuable are those? There's like gold in there to really hear what the person who's your ideal client or, or someone who might be seeing your services, what they think, you know, you get really curious about their life, what they need, what challenges they have. And I recently had a, I did a branding session with a client recently and she told me, you know, coming into it, you know, her goals where she wanted more focus for the next year. She's sort of scaling her business. She happens to be a clothing designer and she's created her own line and she's really been hustling this last year to expand. And she's done a lot of great work, but she's at a point where she's going to need to hire to scale her, her business. And um, one of the things she said, she notices she's got to get out there in the community. She's got to build relationships, but guess what? She hates cold calling. Mm-hmm. She hates cold connections. She hates that feeling like the salesperson, you know, she just feels the pain of that and doesn't want to do it. And I said, okay, um, you know, who's your ideal client? Who's your next person that you really want to work with the boutique owner that you haven't met yet, that you want to carry your clothes. Right. And she identified someone right away. Like she knew who that person was. And so we said, okay, let's give that person a name. She doesn't know them personally, but she knows who they are. And so we gave them a name and, um, you know, I said, well, what if you just walked into the store and started a conversation with them? You know, what would you say? 
And she started off by saying, hi, I'm so-and-so and and I have this line and wouldn't it be great to carry, you know? And then I'm like, how does that feel? And she's like, oh, terrible. (laughs) I don't want to do that. And like, well, what would make it fun? You know, um, wouldn't it be cool to find out like how long they've had their business and what their journey has been like so far, what challenges they've faced over this last few years being a physical brick and mortar. She's like, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And so, you know, I said, well, what else could you call this besides, you know, lead generation or, um, you know, marketing conversion or whatever, you know, term you might come to networking, whatever. Um, And she said, well, really, it's just starting a conversation. I was like, you know, would that be fun? She's like, yeah, I could get behind that. And so just being curious about that other person is so powerful. Yeah. as you were talking, the idea of curiosity, um, it, it works well in podcasting too. And I think one of the things I wrote down is that if you're curious, you ask better questions. And I think the reason you ask better questions is because you care about the answer. And if you care about the answer, then it's a great exchange. You're interested. If, right. if you ask questions, and some people have podcasts where they do this, where they ask a question and they don't really care about the answer. And Oh, great. Thanks for your answer. Here's the follow-up, you know, right. no, no, I'm, I'm really working on this. I'm really, or I'm really curious about you. Uh, what, what is X, Y, and Z? And, and I really want to know the answer. You know, sometimes I'm doing it selfishly because I, I have a problem I'm trying to solve. Yeah. Um, and if I can connect, you know, what, you know, it's one of the problems I have and then I'm a captive audience, but just caring for a moment about them is mm-hmm. critical. And I think people can tell. I think people absolutely. Can yeah. And I've been, you know, to, to also say, you know, just recognize your, my own growth in this path and entrepreneurship and knowing where like, you know, if I'm really nervous or I'm self-focused again, if I'm making it about me and I'm like, I got all these questions, I got to make sure I get through these questions. And what was the next question that I wrote down that I wanted to ask. And so you get caught up in that mess when really, if you're just super present. And like you said, you're genuinely wanting to know the answer that is going to, you know, just result in not only a good conversation for like in podcasting for the audience, but also in the relationship development between the people talking. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So so many things to ask you around this. Um, well, I have more tips. Oh yeah. Oh, more <laughs> tips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Because yeah. I'm just, I'm swimming in follow-up questions. So please. Yeah. Look what I did there. I just went back to my list. Uh Oh, <laughs> nice. No, no, that's good. No, All right. So, so the there? other thing that I wanted to raise to this, you know, in this conversation was yeah. um, to check in on understanding and, and how we do that in a couple of different of those scenarios we're talking about. So like, for instance, in um, the training room or in the conversation, you know, in the network building and things like that, you might check in on understanding by paraphrasing, right? So when I was, um, I did a teaching assistantship when I was in graduate school and I taught public speaking and interpersonal communication at the college level. And it was a commuter school. So some of those people were, you know, I'm 20 something at that time, their forties, fifties, cause it was largely commuter. And, and that was a great experience too, just to have that generation um, gap. And now I'm sort of on the other side of that, Casey, <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> lies, <too>. lies. <laughs> but yeah, so then I went back and taught later, but anyways, I digress. Um, but really checking in and understanding, we called it paraphrasing. So that might sound like parroting, which is not, it's not parroting. It's not repeating exactly what the person said, but if you're learning or teaching a new concept, you know, and, and you want to, to really let that sink in, you might say, what did you hear me say? Or, or how did you receive that? Or, or, or if I'm teaching a new concept, I might say, or, or, you know, if, if I'm hearing actually a new concept, I might say, oh, so what you're saying is, or even in coaching calls, if someone's describing a scenario and they're like, this is what's happening with my boss, or this is the challenge with, um, you know, my business, I'll say, okay, I'm hearing you say X, Y, and Z. And it gives them an opportunity to say, no, that's not what I meant. Or actually, yeah, that that's, you nailed it, you know, or so we, mm. we know like there's a, a you know, simpatico we're on the same page, like, yes. Right. And there's a confirmation there, there. And, and, you know, there's a great book called um, never split the difference. Have you ever heard of it? Chris Ross, right. It's like legendary. Now I feel, um, I was just talking about it again with someone and he talks about tactical empathy. And um, one of those things that he describes is, is mirroring. So 
former FBI negotiator. We're talking life and death communication here. If he doesn't get understanding, someone might die. And he's in this book relating those skills to the business world. And so paraphrasing, mirroring, you know, repeating the last few words someone says, that's checking in on understanding, like in that impersonal, in-person relationship. Now, if you think about it in the marketing world, how do we do this? Market research, right? I mean, I already mentioned that, but that's such valuable, um, you know, way to check in on understanding. You have this great idea for your business. You have this great product, you know, you're trying to stand out. Um, you know, how do you know if it's any good? You know, you got to check right. understanding. So that's right. another, another way to make it personal. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a really fun book to read. Um, and I'm glad you were able to paraphrase it for me. Cause I think I got so lost in the stories being so interesting that I was trying to remember what takeaways I got from that. Uh, you're right. Just mirroring someone else, checking in, repeating the last things they say. I, I realized as you were saying that, that I do that a lot on the podcast where even if I'm not saying it, I'm actually, I take notes through all the podcasts because I'm literally trying to learn. And I oftentimes will, will paraphrase what I just heard right. on the notes. And then sometimes I'll repeat it back. Yeah. And sometimes it does come out the same way, but yeah. it, when you do that, when you have that, you know, we know repetition works. I mean, look at commercials, you know, it's right. repetition. Um, so we know that works and that's a way to help our own understanding too. And it helps the other person say, wow, they were really listening to what I just said. Totally. Now, now when you mentioned commercials, a commercial instantly went in my head. So if a commercial instantly goes in your head, what commercial is it? Ooh, any oh, commercial. Yeah. I just say commercials. <laughs> Yeah. Well, right now it's an annoying commercial on Facebook that I keep getting the ad for over really? and over and over again. Um, there's a couple of them actually, but one of them happens to be for your nails and your cuticles. Really? <laughs> yes. And it's just, what is it? The visual that just keeps popping up in your head? It's the visual. It's the audio. Uh, you know, it's like, Oh, not this again. Skip, skip, skip. Can I skip yeah. this yet? You know? Yeah. Same. Just because it's so frequent. That's why. Totally. For me, it was that cars for kids commercial. Have you heard that one? I haven't. There's maybe it's on, it's on the radio. Maybe it's local to up here, but it's like one eight, seven, seven cars for kids. Oh yeah. You, must you haven't heard this. Uh -uh. Oh my gosh. You need to YouTube this later. <laughs> um, if we had a tech studio, I'd play it for you right now, but uh, it's this jingle and it's terrible, but it basically, you can donate your car when it's old and it'll go toward children's hospital. Who, who knows? Kids. It goes for yeah. kids. Yeah. But it's like 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. They you know it so thing. well. Look oh, my that. gosh. It's so bad. And they Hello, had a little, sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. They're getting so much coverage right now. Sponsored by cars for kids. Right. Um, th th there was that TV show, The Good Place. I don't know if you ever saw that. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've been off cable for like six years. So oh, totally. Well, I guess this doesn't count, right? Cause it's on Netflix. <laughs> well, that, that yeah, I'm on Netflix that I have. Yeah. Okay. It's on Netflix. And uh, they just, there's like this heaven area and there's this hell area. They're in the heaven area, but someone mentions cars for kids is like a great torture device for the, the hell area. Right. Really? So they even just call out to this commercial uh, oh as, as, as a, a ticket to hell or something, but it's just <laughs> brilliant, funny. brilliant advertising. But yeah, like these things, the repetition, they stay in our minds and we, we can't get rid of them sometimes. Absolutely. It works. And that it works in conversations just as well. You know, one day I'm just going to have to donate a car to a kid just so I can get that. I'm like, Nope, I'm good. Check. I checked that off. The song. Maybe, can't yeah. Maybe the ad will quit, quit um, being served up to you perhaps maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll have mercy on me. Um, well, I wanted, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to switch a little bit. Right. No, exactly. Um, virtual in person. Are there any considerations and then where do you see us going? Oh, well, um, you know, even back in uh, 2019 or 2018, I was building a work from home business. So I was all about the, you know, video conferencing and using zoom and using these tools and so with the last few years, you know, that was, if there's a silver lining that I can find, you know, it was that everyone had to embrace that world. So that was, you know, a good thing on, on, on the positive side. And I think that there's a lot you can do virtually. You can um, mirror the physical room, just like everything there's, there's ups and downs to it, right? There's, yeah. you know, there's things you can't do virtually, but there's things you 
can do virtually, you can't do in person, you know, um, in speaking to that training colleague, uh, recently, you know, she was talking about, well, what about hybrid now she had a room of 10 people and one person was on zoom. How do you do that? You know? That's and so tough. she figured that out. And, and so there's always a way around it. I think, um, a lot of it has to do with the facilitator. And I, I like to use the phrase, I'm a facilitating uh, trainer. I facilitate um, conversations. I don't just train, come in. Here's how you use this. Here's what you do. Step one, right. step two, step three. That's that's really pretty old, I think, um, and an old way to show up and, and host like a webinar or whatever you're doing. You have to engage the people, right? It's yeah. it, one big thing that we've forgotten or downside of technology is that you know, uh, communication is not linear. It's not a straight line. It's not from me to you. It's circular. There's things that we are showing with our face, our gestures, our presence, our, just our whole being. And, um, and those things are valuable on video as they are in the room with people. And, um, so I think there's advantages and, and disadvantages depending on, you know, all the details and the context and, but I'm really looking forward to how video conference, you know, that tool, how that's going to develop even further. I mean, zoom has, has just, you know, that's my preferred platform, but Same. you know, there's others. Yeah. So, so, uh, they have really think about the huge strides that they made in the last few years and all the changes and all the accelerated, you know, growth and, yeah. and just the transformation that they've had as a company and, and as a tool and, um, you know, integrating apps and different things. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that uh, continues to evolve. Yeah. That, I love that communication is not linear. It's circular. It really is. You know, it's a two-way pathway. You know, I'm sending signals. I'm getting signals back. I might, and you need to be receptive to those and, and change what you're doing based on those. Um, some of my favorite webinars in the past was when I just sort of let go of any sort of assumption of professionalism or ego or anything, and I I almost turned into like a Twitch TV channel. Have you ever seen that? Do you know about Twitch? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> okay, you got to check this out. So. This is research for you for um, off the podcast, twitch.tv. Okay. Twitch you can basically TV. watch people play video games or you could watch them knit or paint. Wow. Did you see play, my eyeballs? I'm like, what? Play music. I know. I know. And they're just literally sitting there doing that. Um, and then you can actually sponsor them. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can. And, but, and sometimes I'll go go in there and just check out the people that have like no one watching them. And I'll just be like that one person watching them. So they don't feel like they're uh, completely like no one's watching me. And here I'm just broadcasting. Uh, oh but God. other times you go in a room and they might be playing a video game or cooking. Uh, huh. There's some popular cooking ones and, and they're interacting with the audience. Like people are chatting and they can see it and they're like, Oh, uh, more pepper? No, that's enough. No, I'm not going to use cilantro this time. So wait, uh, fuzzy how is bunny. this different? Like, how is it different than doing an Instagram live, for instance, and just having it while you're cooking? Is it different than that? Yeah, I, th I mean, this is like built for long streams. Like, you can just leave it running. Hours and hours of your yeah. day, just video, and and people play can watch. music or cook. Now, are or you getting whatever. paid for this? Well, people can subscribe, and people. Amazon Prime gives you one subscription for free. Okay. And then people can actually sign up to be like your sponsors and they can donate money. And wow. It, yeah. And so okay. a lot of people just, but they have these crews. And so the most popular ones, you see them with their audience and they just, they just, they have them all, they're like a ringmaster. They just have them all dancing and they have them all you know, uh, something happens and like, oh, let's take a poll. What, what should we do here? And then one of their one of their best followers is now their moderator and keeping the room clean and they, they vote on things and people will bet on the outcome of the next thing. And you have a whole little micro community all around this one person who is brave enough to put this adventure of whatever they're doing um, on on video. And huh. and so I've taken, you know, sort of lessons from that to say, what would a webinar be like a professional B2B webinar look like if maybe it was just a little bit more like Twitch, you know, right. maybe, maybe we treat our audience like they're our 
there are subscribers and we, we call them out by name and ask them, you know, how they're doing and how, how is their, has their dad feeling better or something? Cause you know them, you know, your audience. Mm-hmm. Wow. On a personal so, level. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So, so this is an Amazon prime Avenue or a product. No, or... they just partnered with them. So Twitch is just on its own. It's just okay. like a thing. Yeah. But it's where you find it. Is that where you find it? Or you can just look up, up Twitch TV. Yeah. Twitch.tv. TV. Okay. Yeah. It's, but it's it bizarre and fun all at the same time. I mean, someone it, knitting might have like <laughs> 300 people watching them knit and they're just talking. Wow. while they're doing it and com- commenting on the world or something. It sounds um, like a combination of like video games in a way. Cause you, some, you mentioned that and then social media and that's really fascinating. I will definitely check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you'll have your own channel. Who knows? Maybe I'll be on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, your, your earliest point that kind of brought all this up is, you know, we have to engage the people where they're at and use their feedback and use if they're going to chat, like use that. I always try to encourage people on webinars to chat because without it, what am I doing? I'm just I might as well be recording. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's nothing more frustrating than to attend a webinar, excuse me, and be talked at the whole time. And, you know, who are the other people in the room? I'm always wondering, like, what do they do? Um, Why are they here? And what are they getting out of this? And, and um, wouldn't it be great to share my thoughts right now on that, what they just said, you know, and maybe someone else could benefit from it and, and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean, the more interactive we can make these things because of that circular model and it's not one way is um, more, really important. I think another another idea just to on this getting this personal level is um, that emotions are so important. You know, like even when you think about advertising, you know, there's always an emotional component. Or if you think about storytelling, you know, if you look, if you break down the elements of a story, of a real yeah. story, there is, there's an emotional draw, you know, there's an emotional, there's a conflict, but there's gotta be a conflict or it's not a story, you know? So there's some kind of emotion why we should care. If we're not answering that question for our clients, or if we're not creating that in the room, why they should care, then we're really going to fall flat because that's just how our brain works. You know, as much as we want to think that, we are logical creatures and that we make decisions after analyzing all the information. And trust me, that's my personality type. I'm an analytical person. So I like to think that I'm very logical at the end of the day, we're human and we make decisions based on our emotions. Yeah. And the stories we remember those, right? If somebody gave us tips on how to do a better job with our business, we're probably going to forget their laundry list of tips. But if they tell us this one story where they did or didn't do something, and what happened from it and how they felt by it and what they wish they could have done differently, man, that story sticks with us forever. And so we learn so much more from stories. So for a brand trying to communicate something, you know, tell it in a story, like a real person. Absolutely. And, and we all are like indoctrinated in this, this cycle of like, when we meet new people, what do we say? Hi, how are you? I'm Kiri. I do this, you know, this is what I do, or, you know, what do you do? You ask people, what do you do? Um, you know, but really more interesting question is why do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we heard start with why we know Simon Sinek, we know like that's kind of been beaten in our head, but there's a real reason for that. And I like how he brings it down to the, the neuroscience of it. Like, I, I like that stuff when we know that there's a, like a biological reason for this, like that's how our brain operates. And another great author that that talks about this and actually does studies with oxytocin in your saliva, (laughs) you know, is Paul Zak who wrote this book called the trust factor. And he literally will take blood samples. He'll take saliva samples and he's testing them as people tell stories and noticing what happens in your chemistry. um, When, when we go through that cycle of a real story, and I say real because there are elements of actual storytelling. I'm sure that you are aware of this. Many marketing people are aware of this, but most people outside of that world don't, don't know that. They'd really have no idea. So business owners, people who are starting marketing, trying to do marketing for the first time, you know, realizing they, oh gosh, I have to market myself now. Um, they don't know this stuff. And so it's really important, I think, to have some, some 
scientific evidence <laughs> that it oh, actually absolutely. works. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the science just complements the story. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. does. Well, you know, my next question really is like, who are you? <laughs> there <laughs> who you are go. You? Take me back like little Curie days. What was it like growing up? You, did you always know you were a communicator and you're going to be teaching this stuff to people years later or, or what, what was it like? Yeah. I think, you know, a couple of stories come to mind. I think about, um, little kid Kiri, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, little kid Kiri has memories of, you know, drawing perfume bottles. Like my mom had lots of different bottles on the counter, you know, oh. getting ready and stuff. And like, I would go and take paper and draw the perfume bottles, rename them and, and write about what they were, you know, gonna, you know, be like, you know, smell like, or give you or whatever, make you feel like great in nature, whatever I would say. So I was literally copywriting as a kid. <laughs> and um, so I did that like later in my adult life, in my marketing career, I did copywriting. And if I look back, what is the, what is the other thing that I did? I love to play school. I would go to my teachers and I would say, can I have some of those school supplies? And then I would take them home and make my cousins, my students and, and, you know, give them fake homework and make them That's do it. Awesome. <laughs> now, was that, was that traumatizing for your, your cousins to be like, I just got out of school. I don't want to be back in school and pretend. Probably. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. We have so much fun, at least in my perspective, <laughs> playing school. And um, so I was always you know, I can think I have, you know, some of this is innate, right? We just like yeah. want to teach. And another thing that I did with my cousins, God bless them, uh, was <laughs> I would write scripts. I would write scripts and have us do a puppet show. Oh, and cool. then in my marketing career, I was writing video scripts and things. So right. if you really look back and go, can you find those stories? And can you find that red thread that kind of pulls it all together? You know, I, I can, I've had these moments in doing a lot of professional and personal development myself, you know, getting to the core or the heart of why I do or want to do this. And, you know, that's, I've had some reflections like that. So, you know, yeah, I did play games that later came true or became real life. And as a kid, so. Wow. That's so, that's amazing. Even the copywriting of the perfume bottles descri describing, what it would smell like. And have you, yeah. have you tried doing that lately? You should totally do that. That would be fun. You know, that'd be a really fun exercise in a kind of a creative outlet. Um, you know, speaking of the word creative, that's something that I really have worked hard to own. Oh, tell me um, about it. Yeah. Like I remember being a copywriter in the corporate world and we worked closely with graphic designers as copywriters often do. And I remember the leadership team there, whoever they were, our bosses then would say, we're going to have a meeting and we're inviting the creatives. You know, this is a creative meeting. And I would be like grabbing my stuff to get up and go. And they'd be like, no, 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 not you guys, no, -uh. not the copywriters. And we were like, what? <laughs> because to me, everything starts with the words. I mean, maybe that's because I'm a word person. Yeah. Um, but you don't have a visual until you have a concept, right? You know, you need words to create the concept and then you put the visuals with it and that makes it so powerful. So, you know, owning that idea that, yes, I am a creative person and I like to be around creative people and that's who I want to surround myself with. That's been a journey for me. So I like that idea of revisiting that childhood exercise. I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then put it, put it out there. Yeah, make make, it, make your own <laughs> make your own perfume put it out there make a great uh, story right yeah a great blog post for sure yeah um yeah that would be fun even just to read that uh probably a good flashback too but yeah the idea is the word create is in that creative you know and so yes yeah whether whether whatever your medium is if you're creating something you're creative Right. Yeah. I think we all, and, and then, you know, going into sort of like the spiritual or metaphysical world, which is something that I really like and enjoy, you know, I, I'm a yoga person. I like the okay. yoga world. I practice nice. yoga um, because I'm in communication. I've really been drawn to chanting lately. So I've been developing a chanting practice, which is sort of in that yoga realm. Um, but, okay. You got to uh, tell me about that now. <laughs> what the chanting? Yeah. Oh, um, well in, you know, there's, there's, um, a branch of yoga called Kundalini yoga, okay. which is more spiritual and more, you know, um, vocal than the typical, what we think of in the Western world of the asanas, the postures and positions. Sure. 
Um, you know, but so I've just kind of just been felt to, you know, called to use my voice more. I mean, here I am advocating for speaking up and sharing your message and telling your story and all this stuff. And, you know, so in the last couple of years, you know, I've, you know, done things like improv or, or storytelling slams or, you know, uh, voice lessons and just, uh, you know, feeling like really want to use my voice to some higher level. And um, so one of the ways I found is, is to, to chant. Interesting. That's really interesting. That would be the yoga class that probably shouldn't be someone's first yoga class, right? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but, you know, and then Friday, this actually this Friday, I'm really excited to go to something called the silent disco. And this is where you put the headphones oh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and what the unique thing about this one is, I think that we're the person leading it is going to encourage participants to come up to the microphone and sing into the microphone, whatever you're feeling in that moment. And he's recording it. So he's doing something called community looping where he'll take all the voices of the community and make some kind of song out of it. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Yeah. Those silent discos are, are interesting because sometimes it's just the light that tells you what channel they're listening to, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're an observer, you mean like you're just watching. No, but if you're, if you're in there listening to your thing, but you're wondering why the person next to you seems to be moving to a different beat. Oh, (laughs) Sometimes I've seen like the different headsets. One will be blue. One will be green. One will be red. Oh, I'm not familiar with that model. I just, Oh yeah. Same music. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no. So you can, you can switch. So that some people are on hip hop. Some people are on something else and some people are on something else. And so you all can be listening to whatever, but you're all together. I see. Have you done that? Yeah. Yeah. The Salesforce had a couple of those out in California during Dreamforce. And it was very, if you take off the headset, you're like, why is it so quiet in here? Like what's going on? Um, But really it's like a big party. I've I've seen like hundreds of people all, and then you kind of gravitate toward your similar lights because then you're probably all in sync with each other. Mm, That's really interesting too, to think about that is a, how would you gravitate towards the people that are listening to the same music? I mean, why, why would you do that? It's because you're observing literally that you're on the same page that you have understanding between you. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something good about that, that you're both in, in sync with the same music or something Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, Well, hypothetical question for you. Okay. I may or may not have a time machine up in Nashua, New Hampshire. So come visit. We get some lobster, some beer, have a good time. Use the time machine, right? It's in the backyard covered in a tarp. Yeah, totally. So you're using this time machine, but it's a particular kind. And it goes back in time and you get to meet yourself after you graduate your undergrad. Because I know you went on further, but that's this is like little Curie days. You get to meet yourself after getting that first degree. And it's a few days after graduation, just in case you partied. <laughs> when and I have my mind back, yeah. Right. You have your mind back, but you get to meet yourself. You get to say whatever you want. It won't mess up the space time continuum. You'll be fine. Um, and what would you say? What would you say to her? What kind mm. of things would you tell her? Yeah, I'm putting myself, you know, in that time. I'm thinking about what was I doing at that time. Um, definitely I was in search mode. You know, you graduate from undergrad and you're you're supposed to have all the answers and know what you're going to do next. And I really didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do right. next. Um, and so I worked a little bit for, um, a web design company and, uh, was designing websites in, Oh God, what was that Microsoft product that used to design front websites? page? Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Did a little bit of that. And, um, so at that, that person, what would I tell her? I think I would tell her, you know, collect transferable experiences, like collect those, those experiences that you can transfer into something that's valuable or late later, like doing those websites uh, was super valuable actually. And I really was just like, I just was happy to have a job. Really. I was like, this is a job. Okay. I'm doing these websites like yada, yada. Basically I wasn't really appreciating the transferable experience that it was. And 
I wish I would have done more of that. You know, you, you meet people along your path that were really go-getters. I mean, I went to high school with someone who works for Google and I'm thinking I was friends with that girl. <laughs> like I should, right. like, what was she doing on her time off? I should have been spending more time with her, but, um, you know, so collect more, you know, I guess value or experiences that mean something to take it back to the beginning of this is like, what meaning can you draw from this? Like what meaning could I really drawn from that experience and really thinking and appreciating every opportunity that you have to, to do something that has an impact on somebody else. Yeah. I love that. You, you didn't tell yourself to avoid so-and-so or, <laughs> or don't take that job because each of those experiences maybe helped you along the way, but in fact, go get more of those experiences. Yeah. I mean, all the, the experiences that I've had, good, bad, ugly up until now, they all serve me now in some way because I'm sharing that experience or, you know, relating that to something that's happening now and um, it's all valuable. So. Wow. So cool. So cool. I, I love that question. And I just love the answers that, that I've, I've learned over the years from people around that. I bet that's a good question. Yeah. 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 So if people want to reach out, connect with you professionally, or they want to get some coaching, get some training, learn more about communication, where do you want them to reach out to you? Yeah. Well, number one, you can always go to the website, right? Uplevelc.com. So okay. the C stands for coaching or consulting up level C. And, um, you know, you can find me there and find what I'm up to, what I'm doing, but I would like to offer your audience something special, um, you know, because we're here having this conversation and because the whole topic is about the personal connection. What I find with, with coaching especially is that we've got to first, you know, understand from each other if, if we're a fit and, yeah. and to do that, we really just have to have a conversation. So if you guys who are listening to this, who go take the time to listen to the very end of this, and not even you guys, but you, you, that's right. You who are listening. Yes, that's right. Thank you for catching me on that. Yes. <laughs> for you who are listening, I want you to email me and in the subject line, put hashtag ringmaster. Okay. Hashtag ringmaster. Then I know where you're coming from. And um, just let me know if you'd like to have a connection call and we'll just set up 30 minutes. We'll talk, we'll have a conversation. We'll see what you're up to, what you want to create for yourself going forward in this next year and um, or beyond. And then we'll decide, you know, is this something that you'd like to pursue as far as a coaching call or are you needing some branding work or, or do you want to be a better facilitator, um, better presenter? So we can have that conversation, but not until we know who each other are. Right. Right. Well, and I guess I, I was thinking communication coaching, but even just like coaching in general, like for your career and whatnot, or what kind of coaching do you do? Yeah, That's a really good question because, um, a lot of times people say, well, it sounds like you're a business coach. Why don't you say business coach? And, um, you know, then they'll say, well, I need a life coach. Are you a life coach? And I say, well, you know, are they separate? <laughs> because True. oftentimes people go into coaching with the intention of, I need to get a new job. I need to get out of my career and do something else. You know, I tend to work with people who are making that transition or who have already jumped and, and are in the midst of building a coaching or consulting business of their own, um, right. or people who've done it for a few years and just need to recalibrate or whatever. So to me, it's, you know, coaching is coaching is coaching. It's about leveling up with wherever you're at. I've worked with people who want to write a book. I've worked with people who want to build a business. I've worked with people who want to get out of a life situation that they have going on. So, you know, it's all, you know, coaching is coaching is coaching and it's depending on, you know, what really that's about or criteria maybe for people that, that might want to consider coaching would be someone who's got you know, and they're inspired to do something more, you know, they've, yeah. they've got to reach or they're reaching, you know, they want more impact or they're, um, you know, they're, they just want to create beyond what they've already done. You know, they're just not happy with the status quo, whatever that is. Right. And so it's not people that are just happy to go to work and just chilling with their life and they've got, you know, they're just level headed and, and you know, it's, it's for the reachers <laughs> really. It's for the yeah. people who want to do more. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, and hearing that who, who, who isn't going to email you saying, let's, let's connect. Let's have a conversation. I've had such a great time having this conversation with you. So I could imagine other people thinking, really me, I can have, I can have a similar conversation with Carrie. Absolutely. Yeah, you can. So all I have to do is email you 
And uh, you mentioned the email. We'll we'll put it in the show notes as well, so people can just right. click right through if they want. Yeah, absolutely. Connect with you. Awesome. Well, I have a question for you, actually. Yes. So you are the podcast ringmaster. You are the podcast guru. And uh, having gotten to know me a little bit, um, you know, this week, actually, I'll tell you this first. This week, I uh, was, you know, on my Instagram. It's Coach Kiri K, by the way, in case anyone wants to follow me there. And um, I got some, you know, interaction with the stories. And then I said, oh, remind me again how I know you to this person. And she said, oh, it's because you did that talk for the UK group on Zoom last year. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And we had a little chat. And she's like, do you have a podcast? And I said, no. And she's like, well, if you did, I would totally subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, is this kismet or what? I'm just about to have this conversation with Casey. And so I thought I would just, you know, we haven't known each other that long. We've had a couple conversations, but based on your experience with me so far, how would you direct me to have my own podcast? It's a great question. Um, I, I love that question too. And I think one of the reasons I got into the podcasting business is just, I am passionate about it. Love it. Could talk about it all day. Instantly, this turns into like a nine hour podcast um, <laughs> from that. But I think that the, the, the key starting thought is, um, is who, who do you want to talk to? Um, who, who's listening? And do you want to be talking by yourself? do you have a message to share or are you investigating other people and wanting to learn from other people? Because you could, you certainly from what I know about you already could certainly have, maybe you already do this on Instagram uh, where you're like teaching little segments, you know, teaching things and, and, and really a lot of channels are great for that. Mm -hmm. Not just podcasting. And it's, it's kind of actually hard to podcast solo unless you have a lot to say, or you just talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or you're just you know? a talker. Yeah. And, but to not make it rambly, you'd have to really prepare. Right. You know, and then it's almost like a webinar. And so I've often repurposed webinars into podcast episodes because just a, a recorded version of what I was saying. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a one-way conversation. Um, I really enjoy the aspect of a podcast connecting with someone. Right. Mm-hmm. So here we are, we're chatting with each other our brains kind of think we're at a coffee table at Starbucks together, right. you know, like we're similarly distanced away from each other about. Um, and so, well, we've been chatting and you can't check right. your phone. You can't check your email. Like we're literally on, we're chatting and that wow. kind of focus communication is really powerful. Absolutely. That kind of jump starts any kind of relationship. Like, I feel like I know you that much better. And, you know, we had one call before this and now we've had this call. So we've like, we've had time to like, just look at each other and learn from each other, which is really cool. So I think that aspect, you could totally just have so much fun with. And then just as the way you connect with people on these connection calls, you could connect with other people. And it doesn't mean that they have to be the ones talking. It could be them sharing a challenge and you working it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to you just telling them what the answer is, or you just doing it by yourself. But I've often found podcasting is a great way if your ego's okay with it to just make it about the other person. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about the greatest interviewers out there, um, you know, I can think of like the Howard Stearns of the world or yeah. Joe Rogan, you He's know, actually like, really good. Yeah. They're both really good at they're it. Really good. It's like they, they, and it's because they get so curious about the person they're talking to. Sometimes they bring up stories that that person was like, how did you know that, you know, about yeah. me? Because they did a lot of research and they found out some stuff. So yeah, well, yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, I think, yeah, if I had to dream a little bit about what my podcast would be like, I'd say maybe it's a hybrid. I can see myself doing interviews, having great conversations with something I really like to do. And then the, the teaching segments or the, you know, the, um, solo episodes, which I've list as a listener too have appreciated those kinds of things when I really connect with the host. So, yeah, you can always do that. You can always have different kinds of episodes, as long as you can sort of teach and train your audience to know what they're getting when they click on certain things. Like Joe has the episodes where he and his bros are just sort of watching a fight on UFC. Okay. If you want to join them, they're not right. really going to be talking anything constructive. It's going to be a <laughs> right. lot of fun, a lot of right. jokes, probably make fun of each other's mom, but like, right. that's what that show is going to be. But he has other shows where it's a paleontologist or something and it's like, Oh, let yeah. me pick and choose that one. Um, 
but there's other folks who, you know, have a solo episode or you have a conversation and then you could have like a takeaway section where you're like, this is what I got from that. Or here's some reflections I had from that. Where you kind of come back in and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. Or heard that. And you could do anything. Yeah. You should just just do it. Just do it. I like that. (laughs) I think it is in the cards for me. It's just a matter of when, when would that be happening? So um, right now, maybe this year, what would you call it? Oh, that would be so hard. What would I call it? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, well, you know, in doing my own deep dive of my business and my work so far, I, I did a branding session of my own with someone oh, and cool. um, actually it was uh, such a wild, how I found this person is like so wild because they're in Australia, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but, um, so, but you know, that, that goes to show of how the approach was or how much we connected and aligned values, because it was like, we just clicked, you know, it was a great relationship right away. And as opposed yeah. to someone who might've been local that, uh, just, you know, wanted to take me out to lunch and tell me what to do anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Still better, um, not better. <laughs> I digress. Um, but, but so, so one thing that I uncovered, and this is from, like I said, doing a lot of this assessments. I love assessment tools and Me just, too. you know, finding out about yourself and stuff. And one of my, if you've done strengths finder, one yep. of my top five strengths is harmony. And I yeah. thought that that was really amazing because here I am trying to create more understanding, trying to create clear messaging, um, in different work that I do. And, um, and, and I love music. I really love music because I love dance and, and all that. And so I thought, wow, harmony. Yeah. And I don't know how that word's going to work for me in the future, but I see it somewhere in my future. So maybe that would be a, a, a podcast version. Yeah. Almost like human harmony or connections, harmony and oh, something. Yeah. That's TM, cool- TM, human harmony. <laughs> don't even take it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you heard it here. We've already claimed it or you've, you can have it. Uh, you've claimed it. Uh, no one can use it. <laughs> you Love have it. until this podcast comes out to register the domain name. <laughs> I'm going there right now. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, assessments too, real quick on that. I, I too love those um, because they can kind of bring a little order to the chaos of a person and all the little wires they have inside and the hopes and dreams and all that. Um, Do you remember any of the other strengths from Strength Finder? By the way, this is Strength Finder 2.0, I think, on the web for people listening. Like the book is like sitting right here next to me. So now I feel like, do I have a little card in there of where I put my strengths? Um, Oh, man. I really wish I did because I love this stuff. Yeah, the, I will the, tell you that I'm certified in disc while I look for that. Oh, you really? Okay. Yeah. And um, I know my disc style. Do you know your disc? I do. Okay. Well, what are you? What do you think I am? Oh, boy. <laughs> C- I certified know. disc person. I would maybe you've got an I, some I in there. You I, but you might be C too. I'm a C. You're a C? Are you really? I am, but I have I like qualities. Do you remember, do you have like a number, numbers across scale of like one to 10 or whatnot? You're like, a, you're a high C. I am a solid C. Well, it's like solid C, but maybe there's a little D in there, but I also have, I like qualities because I got certified. I got an in-depth report. And so it sounds weird to have opposite ends of the spectrum of C and I for anyone out there who knows disc and knows what the heck we're talking about. Um, C yeah, and C I are and- definitely weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What wow. about you? Um, ID. Your ID. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I was maxed out. D was just below that. And then maxed out S and C (laughs) negative, negative S and C like completely bottomed out S and completely bottomed out C. So ID though, not D I ID. Yeah, definitely ID. Awesome. But you know, I found that disc changes, you know, based on who you're around and what you're up to and how you feel and it does. Yeah, it can over time. And it depends on like, I think what you're, you're absolutely right. When you say who you're around and what you're feeling. I remember being in a group facilitation of disc and someone said, you know, the standard answer, I think that the facilitators get is that no, it shouldn't really change over time. Mm. But then she told this great story about how she used to work in Washington, DC, and she was really miserable in her job. And she was like, literally to the point of like losing her hair. That's how bad it was. And while she was there, she was a D 
And then when she moved out of that job to something, um, you know, down here in Florida, more relaxed and, and stuff like that, she changed into like, um, I forgot what her other different, but it was a totally different version. So I think, yeah, you're spot on. If you're in an environment where you're forced to be go, go, go do, 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 you know, you make decisions and be aggressive, like assert super assertive, then yeah, your, your disc style will change. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I love disc. I've, I've done that for a long time. Strength finder too. Um, fun, quick story of a strength finder. Uh, I used to like going to these di- different networking events, kind of speaking back to the original thing. And I never really knew why or what they were, but I, I would always be kind of nervous going to them. Um, which is funny if you're like a high eye people person, but I would just be kind of like shy and nervous at these events. Um, and then I did the strength finder and then it said, my number one was woo. It was mm-hmm. like, which is all about like, go meet people. Wow. And, and be nice to them and connect with them yeah, and all that jazz. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And so then once I sort of, that was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy for me of like, Hey, your number one strength is woo, go woo, go, go meet woo. people. And yeah. then it, then it wasn't like, Oh, let me have a beer first before I can meet some people it was like, okay, let me go do this. This is something I can do. It's yeah. It's kind of like a, someone putting a mirror up in front of your face and going, this is who you are. And yeah. you're like, Oh yeah. You know what I am. Let me own that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's um, Gallup G A L L U P. We'll put linked in the show notes to that strength finder yeah. and, and disc as well. Now, last question. Have you done Colby? I actually just did that, but I didn't pay for the results. <laughs> so I need to go back and just buy them because I took the time to do it and I was doing it with a, somebody else. And it, I don't know, it was just a misunderstanding. I thought they were doing it and I needed to do it. So, oh, but do you I've not know what your numbers them. are? I don't. Okay. You should find out. I actually went and got certified in Colby just because I oh, found it fascinating. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah I, yeah. I actually really love Colby. I feel like you can kind of predict disc a little bit about people. Um, but I've talked to a lot of folks who you really can't just from a conversation, understand someone's Colby. Um, and they may not even know their own Colby until they take yeah, the test. Now, oh, now you've piqued the curiosity. I'm yeah. And I'm really interested. That. So yeah, once you find out, shoot me your notes or your thoughts on it and I'll, I'll send you my numbers back. Okay. I will yeah. do that. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks well, so much. I really appreciate yeah. this, Casey. And I had a lot of fun. Totally. Totally. You're going to have to have me on your podcast when you start creating human harmony. That's right. And, and connecting with everyone across the globe and all that jazz doing your, your podcast amazingness. Um, but until then, I mean, this is fantastic. So we have all the links. People should totally reach out to you. Um, and just a big thank you for me. Thank you for being on here and just helping me learn and, and sharing your stories. Well, thanks for creating the opportunity to do so. Really appreciate it. Namaste. Namaste. And for those listening to you as well, thank you for listening. If you learned something, and I know you did, because I literally have two pages of notes over here, front and back. I've almost run out of paper writing in the margins. But if you learned something like I did, share this episode with like one person. 300 is cool. Thousands even better. But even one person who you know could just totally use this information, or maybe needs to talk to Carrie and maybe get some, some coaching, get through a tough time. Um, the, the door is open there. The email is open. So reach out and, uh, and say hi. And thanks again, Carrie. I appreciate it. Likewise. All right, everyone. This has been another incredible episode of the hardcore marketing show. We will see you all next time.